Welcome to Grazed in America podcast. I'm your host, August Horstman. We'll just uh, we'll just jump in. Uh, if you guys want to introduce yourself, we looked around at a few things, and I'll just edit in the rest of the intro and outro. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we are Bob and Ann Demrath. Obviously, I'm Ann. He's Bob. Um, we are from the Mountain Grove, Houston, Kabul area here in Missouri. Um, the name of our ranch is Clear Spring Ranch, and we're just glad to be here with you, August. We Super impressed with what we saw here on your operation. Well, thank you. It's a work in progress. But as you saw, or as you guys know, that quite a few of what I've got cow-wise has come from from you guys. It has. It has. That's pretty cool to see it. Yeah. See them growing up? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Good to see what they turned out to. Yep. I've been pleased with them. So, no, we'll just jump in. So, Houston, Missouri, Mountain Grove, right, area. Yep. Uh. You guys have a ranch down there yes. with just cows? Yes. Currently, uh, we have a, just a handful of billy goats when we had the, all the nannies that we sold to a guy. He didn't want to keep the billies, so we're custom grazing billies for him. Oh, you're, yeah. and that's uh, pretty much year-round unless he uses them? Yeah, so yeah for the pretty much days that he pretty, keeps them. Yeah, pretty much yeah. year-round, yeah. Is does do you run a dog with them then? Yeah, we have two. That's two. why we have Billy's because I have a dog problem. Yeah, oh, <laughs> when when we got rid of all the nannies, um, we shipped off five dogs, and she said, "I'm not getting rid of any more." So, <laughs> so, so, ca- yeah. so we kept the Billy's because he didn't want them. Yep. And then when it come come time for him to breed, he says, "Well, I need some more Billy's." So I said, "Well, we'll lease them to you." Uh-huh. And then he went out and bought some more Billy's, and he said, "Do you care if I bring them back?" So we've got about twenty five Billy goats running around. Huh. And what kind of work goes into that? Very little. Very little. <laughs> yeah, it's low maintenance. I move them uh, probably once a month. They run on like 40, 50 acres. So I just basically feed the dogs and that's it. Oh, and will they, like on that 40 or 50, will they control the brush enough? No, no. that's not enough goats. No, we need 500 back. <laughs> we just don't have the manpower no, to do that. No, they, uh, no, they, they do. It's interesting. They'll kill a few uh, trees, you know, yep. the, the honey locusts and stuff. Yeah. But, but they're not doing uh, enough maintenance to actually. Not enough say, impact. No, it's, it's not enough. Now, this winter, they did go after the cedars. It was really weird because. Yeah, they killed some, some cedars. Yeah. Really? Driving down the road, you're like, where'd all the birds go? I, you <laughs> know, I also, I also probably left them in the same pasture plenty long, too. But Yeah, could, that was what my next question was going to be. So, if you re- left them longer than. On those forty or fifty yeah. acres, you could get them to maybe yeah, get. Yeah, I think so. Then uh, how come you move them? Uh, parasites. parasites. Pa- oh, okay. You know, I just when we had the nannies, we had to keep them moving. You know, three or four days, otherwise we would have trouble. So mm-hmm. I'm a little paranoid about that. Uh, so. Yeah, especially if they're somebody else's, yeah, right? Especially, right. yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, so. Sheep are gone, or goats are gone yep. for, for for the most part. Yep. Uh, you'd get back in, but it's a, a manpower issue. Yeah. yeah, it's just the two of us there, and she's got a job, so. Yeah. Uh, and I'm tired most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I guess we should back up to the very kind of beginning. Not very, very beginning, but uh, oh, oh, you guys can, aren't from Mountain Grove. No, we can go back to the very, very beginning if you want. Um, just yeah. Condense it a little bit. We don't have nine hours. Okay. Babe. <laughs> <All right. clears throat> well, when I uh, graduated from high school, my dad owned a quarter of ground. Uh-huh. And... When we gra- I had a brother that was three years older than me, and when uh, we graduated, he started buying farmland back when it was kind of cheap, and, and then we developed it into irrigation. We were in northeast Nebraska, uh-huh. um, and uh, I ended up on a place that had a hog building on it, so for the first 20 years of my farm life, I row cropped and raised pigs. Okay. I had a... And we developed that, and Dad was very supportive. So I had confinement buildings. I had pits. I had the whole okay. indu- industrial pig thing, 100 sows, fair to finish. Oh, wow. Um, and then uh, as it developed along uh, later on, we we got rented another place that had some pasture and bought it. And mm-hmm. so we decided to have a few cows. Um, we as in Bob and Ann. Bob and Ann, yeah. 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 The rest of the... The corporation was not terribly impressed with our decision, but we had a pasture, so I went out, bought 45 broken mouth cows, enjoyed the heck out of it. It was something different. So yep. I, I ended up quit farrowing and was buying pigs just to keep my buildings running mm-hmm. and uh, started playing with cows. And by the It hooked us. It hooked us. By the time we left Nebraska, we had almost 200 cows. Oh, wow. Yeah. But we yeah. had them strung out forever. I mean, we were 30 miles this way, 30 miles that way. We were hungry enough that we would do that. So. And just on some rented stuff. Rented stuff. Yeah. And yeah. cows year-round. <laughs> yeah. So. We, we uh, run on corn stalks in the wintertime, mm-hmm. calved in a cornfield. So we had to calve in February and March. So everything was done and ready to go to pastures in May. Okay. And what, so getting farmers to rent crop ground to you, what? Was that a challenge? Or? No, it was it was actually pretty easy, but we had to put a lot of fence in because everybody tore their fences out. So we pa- had, permanent or temporary? We just we just put lots and lots, lots and of, lots and lots had, of wire. We probably had oh probably twenty rolls of the light uh, wire. Oh yeah, like the light gauge wire. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't use poly wire. Well, I didn't even know about poly wire at that time, but I couldn't use it because of. I'd have to go run around at times even with this stuff and take the ice off of it. Oh, yeah. If it was poly wire, it would have been hanging on the hanging. ground just faster than heck. So, um, what can you re, let me back? What year roughly or time period? Time period? We bought cattle in 1995. 96, yeah. And what? Well, okay. We rented that ground in 1995. We bought our first cattle in 1996. Okay. And then, so you're grazing stocks in 96? Up until we left. Up till the day we left. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it was, and it worked good. We just took two tanks over there and most of them had electric wells. Oh yeah. Hit the button. You were watering them. You had to go water them every day, but. Because they'd freeze. Right. Yeah. And you bust ice out and refill them and. Mm. And. uh, It was cheap. They just wanted it cleaned up. So it, it worked really good. Yeah. And. Uh, did you take your fence with you then? Yep, and then I, I had a whole system of renting and, or to rolling it back up, and, and yeah, you and would be done then. So we worked the dog for the longest time. 
you put a piece of chain on the end of that wire. Uh huh. So I could and, roll it up. And he so had an electric starter on the truck that would wind it, and the dog would chase that fence up and down, up and down, <laughs> and up and down, and yeah. up and down. I mean, I built a deal out of a. I think it was an old Ford starter. It had a really long shaft on it. Uh huh. And then I and I could put the reel on the end of that, and then I take uh, a jumper cables and go around to the pickup, and I put it on a the receiver hitch. Yeah. And I just stand there with a piece of wire bent and feed it back and forth and hold on to the button <laughs> and reel reel that wire right back up. And then it was done for till next year. Yeah, well, till I moved to the next one. I mean, oh, because you would take your fences. We moved all yeah. around the country. That probably one of the reasons why we left is one of the reasons why we left was about two years before we actually actually moved. We had one of the worst winters ever, and the cows were five miles away. Really, and we had like five days in a row where I would go with one tractor, and she would go find come behind with another tractor. We had one with a big blade on it, uh huh, and I one with I a would, feeder wagon, and then the, the bale processor with a couple bales of hay, and we'd go down that five miles, and the next day we'd have to do it all over again because it was all blown shut again. Oh yeah, just open it up yep. to the cows. Yeah. yeah, just to get down there and. Oh, God, you want to talk about make somebody tired. You do that every day for a week, and you're about ready to quit. Yeah. So you should question your career choices yeah. in multiple ways. And Col- and the worst of it was is there was no power. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were out we'd go there in 20, let's see. In 2000, okay, i got to do my math here. Hannah's going to be 18. So 18 years ago, mm-hmm. we had our first blizzard that knocked us out of power for seven days. And then four years Three years later, we had another one at Christmas time mm-hmm. that was like four or five days, and it's like, dude, I'm Laura Ingalls Wilder, and I have zero in common. I am <laughs> not a pioneer woman. I need a shower. I need power. Um, yeah. And it was, it was ridiculous. And and you truly understand why the pioneer women, the actual pioneer women, actually lost their minds because of the wind. I mean, it is, it's legit. It's, the wind is. The oh, wind, gosh, yeah. wind is crazy in Nebraska. Yeah. I, I swear. And we weren't in western Nebraska either. You know, we were in the northeast corner. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, mm-hmm. but that's what it's like. We got friends back there. And I said, you know what's nice about Missouri? When the wind blows, it has a reason. Yeah. Nebraska, it needs no reason. It just yep. blows because it can. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, and that's the truth. So, yep. so anyway, uh, to move forward from that, um, so about, you, we were grain farmers. Yeah, about 2011, 2012, 2011, I think, is when you had your epiphany. Or your uh, epiphany, well, yes. well, not my epiphany, but, um, and I'm not even sure why I went. I think it was a money thing, but uh, there was a town about 40 minutes away from where we lived. And at a tech college. At a tech college, and they had Gabe Brown come speak. Okay. Never heard of him. Actually, I think Wayne had something to do with that. Wayne well, Wayne Rasmussen from Grassfed Exchange was our neighbor. And okay. And of course, everybody years. thought we were crazy. I thought he was crazy. So yeah. Anyway. Um, but anyway, I think it was a money thing. I think that's why I went because when I read the deal, they said, you know, I can cut. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Cut. Cut you your know, cost of production. Yeah. Increase net pr- or increase net profit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I went down and listened to him and and. <laughs> I mean, this might sound stupid for a guy that farmed for 40 years. Yeah. But I come home and I told her, I said, you know, the soil's alive. <laughs> it's not something that just holds the plants up. Yeah. And because I thought we were feeding. I mean, we. we yeah, you we thought you it. were the one feeding the plants. Yeah, we yes. fed the plants. We put the nitrogen on. 
and the faucet. My, my brother planted it, and I killed it. You know, I went around with the sprayer behind my brother, and I plant and I killed everything that wasn't supposed to be growing there. Yeah. Uh, and I said, I said, you know, what we're doing it is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. I said he, he literally came home a changed man. I, I said, mean, I said this is this is not something that, you know. Yeah. We we are borrowing this land from our grandchildren, and if we don't take care of it, they're not going to have anything. Yeah. It's not ours. No. You know, it's it's everybody's. So uh, I, I just had a real problem with it. And, of course, my brother was mainstream. We just butted heads right there. That was. Yo, that was from be- that point on. That was the beginning of the end. I see. Uh, the cattle didn't help matters any, but I, I said, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And, and so then we got into the splitting thing, and we thought, well, we, we finally, after long process we did get things split up so the uh, corporation <clears throat> did exist it was bob's parents mm-hmm. and his older brother and bob were the only four partners mm-hmm. um, and then bob's dad passed away in the midst of all of this so then it was just his mom and the two boys and there really was when they built the corporation they were focused on how to grow it mm-hmm. um and then you know how life life gets in the way and all of a sudden some one day you wake up and you're 56 and 7 8 years old and you go i'd this is my retirement plan. I'm walking yeah. on it every day. How do I get out of it? There was no exit. There was no exit yeah. strategy. And that was that was part of it too. But mostly it was the whole epiphany of what am I doing? Yeah. Um and and I just I don't know. I just didn't I didn't uh think that I could I could do it consciously. Yeah. I mean, I I just didn't feel like I could transition over to do it the way it was supposed to be doing. Okay. And, and ranching would be a lot easier. Yeah. And, so you're kind of, you went to the conference or whatever, Gabe Brown, and yeah. then you, you know, your whole mindset and goals and just your whole direction in life changed. Yeah. Yeah. Literally uh, in four hours. Well, pretty much. I mean, I, I mean, was always, always yeah. kind of into the Native American stuff and, yep. and honoring the, the land and, and the spirits and the, and the, and the, yeah, know, animals and stuff. I was all I've always been uh, really interested in that stuff, but I really didn't have any kind of clue about what I was doing to the soil. Yeah, not at all. Um, and so we just started looking around for some something else to do. Well, and, and uh, start over. 58. Things. I'm going to interject a little emotion into that because you're keeping it pretty clinical here. <laughs> so he walked into that conference just the guy that I knew every day of my life. And when he came out four hours later, I didn't go with him. I had stuff to do. Target called. You know, I needed to be there. Yep. Um, had to go see my mom and some other stuff like that. And when I picked him up four hours later, I almost didn't, like, it was almost like he had some sort of revelation, transformation, I don't know, whatever Asian you want to call it, happened to him in there. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, he's passionate about this. I mean, I hadn't seen him like that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, things are kind of going south with, with the current corporation. And... The split was ugly. It was hard, hard on everybody. Yeah. We got the split done and we thought things would kind of get better and kind of level out family wise. I mean, we all lived in the same section. We only lived a half a mile apart as a crow flies. Yeah. Um, and it got rough. Mm-hmm. And can I go? You want me to finish this? Yeah. Okay. So we had, we'd always said, okay, maybe we just need to be not this close to each other. Maybe we should build a house mm-hmm. somewhere else. Close by, so we could still keep doing what we were doing. Yeah. But maybe we should build a house. 
we had another little piece of land that we got in the split and we thought, well, we'll just build a house here. And we looked and we looked and we looked and it just, it was like, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. Nothing would come together quite right. We couldn't quite agree on this. We couldn't quite agree on that. And I'm like, whatever, just something else is going to happen. And, um, he looked at me one day and we were early, early risers at that point. We always gathered in our little tiny office in our house and um he looked at me one day and he just he's so sad so defeated so unexcited about life he looked at me and he goes i don't i don't know if i can do this anymore he goes i really don't think i'll be alive in five years Mm -hmm. if we have to keep doing this and i'm like that's really not gonna work for me (laughs) um and honestly i mean i'll be 100 percent honest with you our marriage was okay but it wasn't great yeah. Um, we kind of had separate lives. We kind of did separate things. He'd go one way. I'd go another way. We'd meet in the middle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, I I would almost bet you money that had we stayed up there that we definitely wouldn't be married. And one of us would probably have died from stress. Yeah. Most likely him. He was down to about 148 pounds. Holy cow. Yeah. He, he weighed nothing. Um, anyway, so we sat down with a list of criteria. And obviously there was some financial factors that had to play in mm-hmm. Nebraska property taxes are insane. Um, so we weren't really looking in Nebraska, although we did go look at a really amazing ranch out in the wildcat Hills of Nebraska. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You could see chimney rock from the kitchen window. I mean, it was amazing, but you'd had to make $80,000 a year just to pay the taxes on the place. Yeah. So you guys were sitting in the, sitting in your office talking yes. and then you decided to, like yes. we need to look yep. somewhere else. So we grew, drew up the list of criteria. So lower property taxes, better winners. Um, we wanted land that was contiguous, so we didn't have to trailer everything. Because our, mm-hmm. like he had said earlier, our pastures were thirty-five miles apart, and yeah, we had two three-quarter ton yeah. pickups and two trailers, and yeah. and a portable corral, and and lots of miles. Yeah, yeah. It'd take you know four people just to move cows around. Um, yeah, for the, with the drivers and everything. Yeah. So we had that the contiguous land and my only requirement was is we had a really nice house in nebraska and i said i don't care where we go but i need to be within a day's drive of our kids and i don't want to go backwards in my house Mm -hmm. so that was it um and then we started looking around and we were started we looked at the flint hills that was a little pricey yet brought it back towards missouri ozarks area we found a ranch up by lake of the ozarks and it was march And if this tells you anything about how things went in our marriage, Bob said, I can't go look at this place. He said, you go. He said, I'm Kevin. I can't leave. He said, you'll know if Missouri's right for us. So I jumped in my little trailblazer and I drove to Missouri and met a realtor and we looked at this place and we actually looked at several places and most of them I'm on the phone with him going, no, Mm -hmm. not living here. And uh, got to this other ranch and it was beautiful. Um, The land was great. Um, but there was no infrastructure at all and the house was okay. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't, I told her, I said, if we're going to do this, I said, I'm 58. I don't want to do a lot of infrastructure work. I want something that I can just kind of show up and run. Yeah. You know, and, and I said, I really, I mean, I'm close to retirement. I really don't care how big it is. We can just keep land in Nebraska. Let's just sell off enough to buy a little, ranch so we can play 50 with, cows you know, mm-hmm. 50 to 100 cows <laughs> that we can play with yeah you know and then we can make we can live off the cash rent so so anyway so 
that was March in Missouri. I mean, and it was gorgeous down here. I mean, it was like 70 degrees. The sun was shining. Mm. I'm like, oh, no wind. This is perfect. <laughs> I left that place and I called him up on the way home and I'm like, yeah, I said, there's just no, there's no fences. There's no barns. There's no mm-hmm. anything. And I said, I don't really like the house. And I said, the right thing will come along. So I drove home, drove through Kansas City, 70 degrees on the south side of Kansas City. By the time I got to the airport, it was 35 degrees. The wind was blowing like 450 miles an hour, I swear. <laughs> um, and I only wanted to stop once. So I stopped at Rockport for fuel. Yep. And I got out of my truck put the fuel in the wind's screaming and howling and blowing and i went in picked up a couple things in the convenience store came out and he had a just a poured piece of concrete there for his handicap ramp Mm -hmm. and i came off of that and i just tumbled to the ground and i stopped myself with my head nope um a really nice little dent there i don't know if you can still see it (laughs) um but anyway um my wrist was swelling up you could see my forehead was growing i walked in asked the guy for some ice and some advil and he looked at me and he went Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> give me some ice. Give me some Advil. Got in the truck, called Bob, said, Hey, I hurt myself. Can you check on me in a little bit? 45 minutes, an hour goes by. He still hasn't called. That was pretty typical. Called him <laughs> up and you could just hear it. He's like, Oh, what'd she do now? And I'm like, no, I, I, I'm hurt. And he finally about two phone calls into this. He's like, do you need to stop? And I'm like, I'm not stopping. We're going home. I'm going home. Cause if I stop, they're not going to let me come home. So I made it home about 10 o'clock that night. I pulled in the garage. By then, my eye was swollen shut. My wrist, I couldn't hardly move it. I obviously had a massive concussion and probably a skull fracture, but I'm a little mule-headed and didn't go to the doctor to find that out. Um, But anyway, long story short there, I was having these crazy, wild, technicolor dreams during this whole experience. Uh Uh-huh. And about three weeks into this, and I'm sharing all these crazy dreams with him. I mean, they were everything from really whacked out stuff to some stuff that was so real as the three of us sitting in this room talking to each other. And I was telling him all about these dreams. And I come downstairs one morning and he's sitting at his computer and I'm sitting at mine. And he says, Hey, he goes, did you see this place? It's back when Facebook had the ads scrolling along the side. And I said, yeah, I saw it yesterday. And he goes, it's pretty cool. And I said, yeah, it is. Well, it's fixing to be Easter. And I said, I'll call him. I said, I'll check with the realtor after the kids go home next week. He goes, and for anybody that knows Bob at all, this is completely out of character. He looks at me and he goes, no, you won't. You're going to call him today. <laughs> and I'm looking at him going, okay. So we called the realtor. We showed up down here. Um, you call, you saw an ad for the yep, place. Saw an ad on the place on Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, um, we have now. Yeah. Called the realtor. And set something up. We drove down here on Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday, Thursday, we drove around. We looked at ranches, and I'm looking at Bob going, this this, this next one, that we, the one that we came for better be worth it because, mm-hmm. I mean, there was dead cows and ponds, and, I mean, it was horrible experience looking at other places. I'm going, no, I'm not moving to this place because it was super important to us that everything felt right. If we were making this huge leap of faith, it had to feel right. Mm-hmm. So we get up on Good Friday morning, go to breakfast. We drive around Mountain Grove just to kind of familiarize ourselves a little bit. And if you're familiar at all down there at all, they on Good Friday, they do a thing called Carry the Cross. So mm-hmm. every so, over, overpass and, and every exit, on, every... Along the Highway you know, 60, they're, they're standing there holding... Holding a PVC cross. Really? On and Good they're, Friday. Yep, they're waving at it people. Is. And honking. And honking. People are honking. Um, and it was just... It was cool. 
and it was it was very cool. And for some reason, mm. that hit Bob and I just square between the eyes. I'm like, that is the coolest thing. And we weren't churchgoers back in Nebraska at all. Both yeah. believers, never churchgoers. Yeah, well, we, we were, but we just yeah. didn't fit in. Yeah, we just. We, I was raised Catholic, yeah. and she's not my first wife. You know and how that goes. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to go down that route. Yes. Of trail. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so we're already highly emotional when the realtor finally meets us about eight o'clock that morning. He takes us out to this ranch, and they pull. He pulls up. We have an office and a shop mm-hmm. right there on the place. He pulls up in front of that office and Bob gets his feet literally hit the ground and I looked at his face and I'm like, oh man, I'm so screwed. <laughs> this place better be all that in a bag of chips because he's in love. And we did. We drove around all over the place and he's more excited and more excited and more excited. And, and I'm falling in love too. I mean, it's April in Missouri. I mean, it's gorgeous. Oh, it's yeah. green. The flowers are blooming. Um, and we literally, we drove over every inch of that place. And finally, I'm like, okay, the house. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Um, which that was important to me. Yep. So have you ever been back to our house? Yep. Okay. So, you know, we have a little bit of a unique driveway. Yeah. Right. (laughs) How long is it? Three Uh, three quarters of a mile from the highway to the, from from the gravel road to the house. Uh Uh-huh. So, and it's got some very unique trees and twists and turns in it. Mm Mm-hmm. So we drive up that driveway and I'm like, whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. We get in the house and we have an island in our kitchen and Bob and the realtor sit down at the island and I just all of a sudden can't stand up anymore. And I squatted down in looking at the cabinets, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I come back up and I'm just, my face is filled full of tears and Bob looks at me and he goes, God, don't cry in front of the realtor. There goes all of our bargaining power. (laughs) And Because they were happy tears. Yes. I looked at him and I said, do you know what just happened? And he goes, no, what? Well, and you said the driveway. I said the driveway. Well, and I said, holy crap. Yes. And I get goosebumps yes. now just thinking yep. about it. But anyway. Ten days before we ever set foot on this property, I had a dream. One of those vivid, wild, technicolor dreams. Uh-huh. And I was literally floating in the air, and I could see all of these white, shadowy figures in this long, curving driveway. Mm-hmm. And this big, booming voice said very clearly, Stop worrying. I got this. You will find a home where people will come and put their heads and their hearts and their souls back together. Hmm. And August, as I'm sitting right here in this chair, that was the driveway. Every twist, every turn, every half-dead tree, every weird little corner, it was that driveway. Crazy. So... (laughs) So that's why we're there. <laughs> that's, that's why we're there. And it's been the truth. I mean, we have had some of the most amazing experiences on that ranch with people. I mean, people have come there and they're like. Oh, it's a spectacular piece. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I really feel like really honestly, hokey or not hokey, believer or not believer, it doesn't matter to me, but we feel like God put us there mm-hmm. and gave us that ranch to share it with the people. Yeah. So kind of an awesome responsibility, actually. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so anyway, it ended up being just a tad bit bigger than what I wanted. So I had. <laughs> tad. To, yeah. So I sold most of the land in Nebraska to buy this one. So yeah. So much for retirement. Do you want to share roughly how big? It's. Uh, we have control. Over we have about, we have a. About, we own twelve hundred and have, we lease about five. So we have twelve hundred grazable acres and then about five hundred acres of trees, and we we rent. Uh, about 500 acres of that. 
Uh, long so term. Long. It's a long term. It came. It came with with your deal. With the. It was uh, part of the original ranch back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah. Your retirement of fifty and a hundred cows is is, uh, is two hundred fifty to three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable though. I mean, I'm. We get to move cows around. I mean, how hard is that? You know. Yeah. Stewards yeah. being stewards, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, and to see the change in. A continuous grace place. Yeah. If I had one regret, it's the fact that we, we did didn't document. Document. Oh, because it was yeah. just a. Uh, it was just. It was ninety-one yeah, paddocks. Ninety-one paddocks, uh, purebred Angus farm. Uh huh. Thirty cows here, thirty cows here, thirty. Cows and they here, lived their whole life here. in that. And little they box. just stayed there, and that's how you controlled your breeding, which ones you bred where. Oh. Uh, and not rotated. And you at could all. have probably shot a snake at a hundred yards most on some places. of them. Yeah, and, and then of course they hayed, so they had hay fields. stuff fenced off for uh-huh. haying, which had no trees in it. So all of those fences got tore out. But other than that, I've I've probably torn out more fences than I put in. Put in, and then they, you just break them up with poly. Yeah, they've had they had quite a bit of. Uh, they had a pretty good infrastructure of electric fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, took me a while to figure out how yeah, how, how it, it all went, worked, how it all <laughs> went, but and where it jumps across here and where it jumps across there. And yeah, they, they run it under the road, and but uh, yeah, they had a pretty good infrastructure. So I mean, they did a good job with that. I just kind of rearranged it and fine tuned it a little bit. Yep, it just takes getting used to yeah, it, right? Yeah, and 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 not getting lost. Yeah, that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, the first. Uh, we have a, a place across the road, and uh, you go down through two creeks and around. And the, the first week we were there, I'd drive over there every day with a map and try and figure out where I was at. <laughs> I got turned around in there. I, if it was cloudy, I couldn't find my way out half the time. Because <laughs> that's hill country compared to what you yeah. were used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah and, I just, it was And it every was tree looks the same after a while. Yeah, yeah you can't. Uh, Stumbling around. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, so did you bring your cows with you? No. What that all did you bring? Horses and dogs. Horses and dogs and cats. And a cat. Not yeah. bringing the cows was devastating, but it wouldn't have been fair to them. Bringing those northern cows down here to the fescue belt would have been yeah. rough. And we honestly, oh, it's been a long minute, but I think we were within, it was either two or five cows of having raised every cow in that herd. You know, we, we bought those. We started with yeah. 45 broken mouths, uh-huh. and we didn't buy cows. You just bought the we first just, forty-five, and then, and then we raised just kept everything. Going. So we, I don't, I don't think we had probably any that weren't born on the place. Um, so, so it was, it was like selling your kids. So you had two hundred I mean, head of home raised yeah. cows, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, that you knew and, from day and, one. And they were pretty decent. I mean, they were they were black. Uh, they were uh, balancers. Uh huh. Galvi Angus Cross. Yep. Water bulls bought from the same, same guy for twenty years. Same guy for twenty years. Sa- uh, well, same guy and his wife. But yeah, he passed it, away. But yeah, um, hmm. uh, so yeah, so they, they were consistent. They were peas in a pod. They sold very well. They were. Did you just do like a on farm deal or just like a? Con- we actually dispersal? went to the same. Oh you no, know, we did a dispersal at an auction barn. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we. It was hard. It was. Yeah, we had to. We hard. had to go, and and then, of course, it we. It was 2014 when stuff was stupid high. We come down here and we had to pay twenty eight hundred dollars for open he- for bread heifers, and you couldn't find them. Yeah, twenty eight hundred so, for an open. So you sold cows up there for the but for yeah, kind of in the same market. Yeah, we, we did, did that ten thirty. We did a ten thirty one on the cows too. You can do that on cows. Okay, and, and land. So we did it on land and cows. So we did and equipment. 
and equipment, which we didn't have. a. We sold a lot more equipment than what we needed down here, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, because you... What you don't have, you don't do any of your own hay or anything. We don't, no, we don't hay at all. Yeah, like you got what one tractor, one tractor, one skid loader. Yep, and we, and we, we started with two tractors and I got rid of one and got a skid loader. <laughs> yeah, that's 1200 acres and only one tractor. I mean, you're yeah. crazy, yeah, right? <laughs> How do you it's do been that? said before. How do you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, we're crazy for a lot of stuff we do, but yeah. yeah. So then, what you came down here, what were you looking for in? cows when you came down well we knew we needed uh some uh heat tolerance Mm -hmm. and we we did not find uh, the breed that we have now we started with um hay beefs no we started with uh, the uh, ones from uh, we started with the ones um adam's ranch no no those are the second ones we bought i don't know Uh, it's been a long time i guess we're old um (laughs) Brayford Hereford Cross. Help me. Oh, out. yeah. Uh, That's well, beef, isn't it? No. Oh, Brayford. 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 Yeah. Our uh, Brahma, Brahma Hereford Cross. Yeah. Yes. We went Tiger down stripes. Yes, we yes. went. We went down to. Uh, we went down to Louisiana. Louisiana yep. Uh huh. To a to a deal, and we brought home three bulls. And, and boy, did the neighbors think we were really nuts. Then. Yeah, well, first sell, and, uh, sell yes. out Nebraska, then yes. move in, and, <laughs> and, and, and then we, you buy Braefords. Whoa! Because <laughs> I I just yeah. I was. And so we brought them up, uh-huh. and we bought the ones that had the very lowest birth weight that they had on the sale because I didn't want to have heifer bulls. I'd, I wanted to run everything in a group. They were yeah. huge. And the calves were huge. And not so. only that, but the Brayford bulls, um, they have that extra sheath. Sheath and underneath. Not good it, Not good for blackberries. No. In our no. country, oh, my gracious. Yeah, brush. No. Yeah. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. So we 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 were looking for heat tolerance, and we're looking. So we figured we needed to bring stuff from the south. So then we ended up going to the Adams Ranch in Florida. Yep, I've been there. Yeah, super cool. Super place. cool. That is place. neat. Yeah, and and love the cattle, but they're a little bit. I can't believe they're hairy, as hairy as they were. I thought they'd mm-hmm. be slicker, uh, but they were they were good. Uh, a little big yet, but still just a little bit larger frame than what I was wanting. Were they pretty flighty? Uh, they weren't too bad, really. Uh, but uh, and then I guess I don't know how we got stumbled on the other ones on South Poles. Yeah. Oh well, I could tell you that story. Yeah. So you charred with Brayford. That didn't work. No, yep. Adams Ranch. The A beef. The A beef. That that, tro- wor- that worked pretty good. They. It, were it did. Good. We but we were still looking for just something else. We weren't just weren't quite sure what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um. So by then it was like 2016. Okay. And. The piece of the of how we got here puzzle we left out oh, is yeah. a guy named Burke Tykert. Okay. Um, which I believe you've interviewed. I have not. You haven't? Okay. I'd um, like to. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Anyway, in this process of moving, Bob had reached out to Burke via email. He um, Burke wrote for Beef Magazine, and on that back page it said, you know, hey, I'm a ranch consultant, email me at. And so he did. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't probably half an hour, and he had an email back from Burke, said, hey, man, this is a lot for an email. Why don't you just call me? Mm-hmm. So he called him, and... An hour later, when he gets off the phone, we get another email from Burke, and Burke's got us a list of like sixteen people that live within forty miles of us. Um, <laughs> and but, and li- mind you, Burke's in Utah. He lives yeah, in yeah. Utah. So. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Burke hooked us up with Stephen Judy Freeman over there at Woods Fork Ranch at Hartville. Yep. And they were having and okay, we'd been here for two years. We almost pro- we promised Burke that we'd keep in touch, and of course, 
you're moving and you're settling and you're moving and two years what goes by boom done you're and they had south pole field day at steve and judy's and mm-hmm. burke was a keynote speaker and i'm like okay it's 40 minutes down the road we have got to go okay so you have he's told you that two years yep and then yep. you got whatever life yes right? life yep so yeah. we haven't talked to him in two years walked up introduced ourselves and that began this amazing relationship with burke burke is oh i love him I mean, he is just the coolest, well, nicest guy. Yeah. I, I came and, up and I apologized to him. I, yep. I said, I, you know, I said, I introduced myself for one thing because we'd never met. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm the guy. And he says, oh, yeah, I remember. And, and I said, I, I sure apologize. And we got to visiting and and we needed to expand, but we were a little short on cash. Yeah. I said, would you know anybody that would like to invest and own part of a cow herd? Me. He, and he, says, said, me. he said, yeah, I do. He says, I would. <laughs> So Burke is a partner in our cow herd. Okay. So uh, yeah. he usually shows up a couple uh, times a year. A couple times a year yeah. and, and visits his cows. Uh-huh. And so he he is here, so I'll have to let yeah. you know next time he's yeah. here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so But anyway, that, that hooked us on South Poles, and that's where we met Bruce um, Shanks at yep. South Surprise Valley Ranch. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. There you and go. then we bought... Bruce had a deal where he was getting rid of some fall cows. Uh-huh. Partnering with somebody. And um, he, we bought 15, right, of his bull calves? Yeah. And yeah. quite a few of his fall calves, his mm-hmm. fall heifer calves. I think, yeah, we bought and both. We bought all of, he was partnering with somebody, and we bought all the offspring. Yep. Okay. So, all, the, all the bulls. And so we told him, he said, these aren't all bull quality, but we kept... We told him, he said, well, we'll, we'll let them grow up and then we'll see who needs we'll, to we'll, stay. A, we'll steer who, at least yeah. half of them. Yeah. And so that your, your integrity stays intact. And that's how we ended up with South Pole Bulls. <laughs> so we raised them. And that began, camps. that began this kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I love a South Pole. Yeah, little I do bit, too. A little yeah. bit biased, but I love a South Pole. Um, so that's just that's kind of started us down this whole other journey that's just been super amazing mm-hmm. um so there's that yeah so when so you just started breeding your a beefs to whatever we had yeah. got whatever you had yep. so yeah. you had other cows so you had like some brayford cross very very few very because few. we just had that one year okay yep. so we I, did I, got go. a, yeah. I got a few tiger stripes left that yeah. kind of filtered through but not very many yep and then uh, also those that are tiger striped or Coriannis. And your A beefs were those heifers or bulls that you got? Bulls. 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 So yeah, your bulls. your cows came from just sale mot- whatever we herd. could pick up. Motley herd. Okay. Uh, when so, Bert come on board, he said he said let's let's buy Coriannis. Uh huh. He said they're easy keepers. It'll be cheap. We can get our numbers up and we can breed up from that. And ironically, I have a friend that's a banker in western Nebraska that had a customer in western Missouri, southwest Mm -hmm. Missouri. And I'm talking to my buddy Chad one day, and he's like, do you know anybody that wants to buy a bunch of Coriannis? And I'm like, well, yes, I do. I mean, it was just weird. And and again, it's a God thing. I mean, you know, I don't talk to Chad every every day or every even every month. or Every every, every year. Well, I talk to him once a year because he has a birthday, and so do I. But, um, (laughs) you know, that's about it. but for you know, and he had actually been down here to check on those, and he's like, "Man, somebody needs to buy those cows." Mm-hmm. And we did the deal, and we had cows. Yeah, um, and we bought what fifty six. Oh gosh, a bunch of them. We bought a bunch oh, of them. They were cheap. I mean, yeah. not cheaper yeah. than anything else, and they raised heck of a calves. I I weaned a, a full Corianni. Well, not weaned, but 
she's uh she weighed six fifty. At weaning? No, at, at uh just last like week. fourteen, fifteen months. Okay. You know, I have her. Mm-hmm. I I mean out of a quarry. Yeah. The mother didn't weigh over seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, so, really. I'm serious. The mother might weigh yeah. seven and a half. Yeah. The South Poles take away a lot of the Yeah, and it, yeah. A lot of the undesirable traits that yeah. that people look at. Now we love the Corys at our yeah, house I do because too. well they're like a goat. Mm-hmm. They're a cow, but they're a goat. Um, they'll eat just about anything. You see them Easy out there munching keepers. on thistletops and honey locust trees, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they just they raise a they raise a, an amazing calf. Yeah, especially on the heifer side. Yes, they raise a really good heifer. They're yeah. steers. Yes. Eh, sometimes, yeah, yeah. you yeah. still yeah. get your dinks. Yeah, yeah. It seems like if you. I mean, that's like anything, though. The better the bull you buy, the better yeah. you can get your yeah. steer calf. It and seems it, like. Yeah, and if you can get a, a pulled bull, you lose your horns, too. Yeah, yep. for the most part, that's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. So, are you, so your herd right now is still pretty, it's still, it's, it's like mine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. It, it's, it's a well, patchwork very, quilt. Very, very similar, only, uh, yeah. It's surprising this this year. I think we only have four or five colored up calves. Uh huh. Otherwise, they're pretty much solid red. They might have white under their belly or something. Yep. But uh, this it also year depends this, on their sire. So yeah, this year are we really? But we stepped really up. Got, and, we stepped up in bull quality. We too. did. We did. We're, um, I mean, we we we've gotten rid of our percentage bulls and went full. Yeah. South yeah. Pole. And we had some amazing percentage bulls, don't get me wrong. But we've really started to be particular about where we buy bulls and what they look like. Yeah. Um, in order to kind of correct some of the the negatives that you might, and, and or and the I'm, perceived negatives yeah. on some of the calves. Yeah. We, yeah. All, we also are custom grazing just a few full bloods for somebody, and we just didn't think it was right to put. Percentage bulls, you know, on. percentage bulls on a full blood. Oh, okay. For, so for, you're custom grazing full blood cows, yeah, full blood some, south poles, for, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, for somebody, and so yeah, we just didn't think it was. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, uh, yeah. So if they, you know, they want to keep their registers and stuff going. So. Yeah. Um. So, man, I know we covered a lot there, didn't we? we? Yeah, <laughs> we really have. Um, I mean. You're, I mean, do you like, you? I guess you love living in Missouri. We do. I would, yeah. for the longest time, I always thought that maybe we would go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just can't see it. I mean, I just can't see us going well, back. The hardest part is being. That far from the babies. I our, miss, and all our grandkids babies. are back there. They go yeah. from 20 to 10 back uh-huh. in Nebraska. Um, and then we've got two smaller ones that live down south. But um, it's. It's really hard. Like, I mean, we've missed a lot of birthdays. We've missed a lot of plays. We've missed a lot of Christmas concerts. Yeah. Um, thank God for what they do on social media now. I mean, they live stream so much of that. Um, At least we can watch it. Yeah. yeah. So Not there, but. We can be back to Nebraska in seven hours to see most of them. Um, but it's, that's the hardest thing. But I'm, there's nothing. I mean, my mom died a couple of years ago, and I just, I just don't see us ever. 
going back. Nope. No. I, nope. Not, Besides not. all that, I hate winter. I mean, I'll flat <laughs> up tell you, I, I turn into I've this had enough winter. maniacal crazy person when winter rolls around. It's like, nope, no snow here. Nope, 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 nope not happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that, um, but those, we do. We love it. Missouri has been good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have this theory in our life that um, if you're doing it right and you're doing it with God and things are in his will, that it's pretty simple. Um, yeah. You know, when it becomes like you're trying to push a wet rope, that, you know, that doesn't work out so hot. So, yeah. And we've not had, I'm, now I'm not saying our lives have been perfect since we've been here because God only knows we've made mistakes. But um, it's just things fall together here for us. And so I, I feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, and I'll flat up tell you, we're better human beings. We're definitely better spouses here. Yeah. Cause you and guys it, work quite a bit together now. We do. We do. Not as much as not I as, like. <laughs> not as much as he'd like. I still have my job. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but, uh, we just, I don't know. It's, we're so much different and so much more at peace here. So no, we are. I don't see us ever going back to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Long, long answer there to that question. Very passionate answer, as yeah. you can tell. Yeah. So, Very. Yes. So Bob, your soil health journey, right? Started in what, just in Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, well, how's I, it going? It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> continuous learning. Continuously right? learning. Yes. And, and, uh, I, I, I just feel, I still feel like I'm falling short because of the labor situation, you know, yeah. like right now, uh, when, when it started to turn dry, I, I, I started, I shortened up my grade. I always go around really, really fast in the spring, Yep. you know, like 30 days. Yeah. You want to cover 35. as much ground as possible. And right? then, and then now, and then as soon as the spring flush is kind of over, I go to maybe 60 days or uh-huh. And instead of moving them every day, I just move them every other day. And I know I know I should move them every other every day, but it's just a labor thing, and I'm getting tired. So yeah, uh, hopefully yeah, we can th- solve that soon. But, though. Yeah, yeah, we need to get some help coming in. Cause are you talk? Are you trying to find that person? Yeah, or? yeah, we've got somebody. We've got a lead, a really a lead. solid lead. So yeah, and there's some big exciting things coming down the pipeline too that we really can't quite. Hit on yet? Hit on yeah. yet? But there's going to be some there's going to be some cool stuff happening. Um, but yeah, even even we kept some land back in Nebraska because we didn't need to sell it all. We found a young man back there who's turned it into organic. Cool. Uh, so I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, and that's been that's been quite a ride because we uh, he was young and stuff, and uh, you know that's expensive just. To transition yeah. because those three years that you can't use fertilizer, you have a weed problem. You can't sell organic, yeah. and you can't raise a decent crop because you're you're trying to go in between. So we did it on shares because I was as passionate about it as he was. Yeah, that was like I was going to ask that. So how does that? So now we're we're actually um, we're still doing it on shares. We're doing it on fifty fifty, and uh, we're actually starting to make some money on it the first three years we lost our rear you know we barely covered our taxes or anything like that because we just didn't make anything on it mm-hmm. but it's um, going to be worth it's it. it's an it, irrigated quarter and we've we've updated it we did some some uh repairs to the system we put uh the diesel engine went bad so we put a um, electric electric motor on the, mm-hmm. the irrigation and so we've got that going on back there yet and, and matt does a great job and, i mean yeah is it 
the standard joke for us is we've been, uh, Matt's worked for us since he was about a freshman in high school mm-hmm. um, in some capacities. A lot of times, I mean, he would do the crappiest jobs on the farm, like power washing the sow barn. Yeah. Um, but we love Matt like he's our own and his wife and kids are, I mean, yeah. we would adopt him if his dad would let us, but <laughs> his dad's pretty attached to him so, too. So he's a great kid. Yeah. And, and he's been amazing. So yeah. we're just really thrilled that we found someone that could actually do what I should have done if I would have stayed, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's kind of cool. But back down here, it's like we said, we wish we would have documented it. It's unbelievable. When we, we've been maintaining pretty much the same uh, herd size uh, yeah. all these years. And about five, six years ago, we switched from three day, four day rotations to mostly daily. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, before that time when we were, we were 300 animal units, probably, uh, 1200 bales a season oh, for winter feed or, uh, or for just year just round feed whenever you need it, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and now the last three years we've fed 600 bales total total. So, I mean, 200 a year, basically. No, no, six hundred. No, no six hundred every year. So, oh, so you've cut so, your feeding in half. In half. Yep. Basically. Yeah. And just with soil health moving and and, and stockpiling and, yeah. and better management. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're learning the, the lay of the land yet a little bit. And yeah. And we uh, yeah. So we, the stockpiling is a big thing. You know. So we it, start feeding hay in in September. Mm-hmm. And we're we're doing like right now we're doing probably twenty well fifteen to twenty. 25 acres, 15 acres a day, maybe, since I slowed them up. Mm-hmm. Before before in the fast rotation, we do 20 to 30 acres a day. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we cut that, you know, so about in half. And then in September, we'll cut them back to like five acres a day. We just slow them, clear up. And then uh, once we get to the 1st of December, we just divide up how many acres we have left to where we want to start not feeding hay at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so December to April, basically. From December until the 1st of April. We usually start grazing around the 1st of April. So I divide those acres up, and that's what they get. And then I bale, I bale graze basically from September until the 1st of April. Yeah, So, but when you're bale grazing, they've got access to pasture and hay. They're always grazing year-round. It's just... So how much hay I have to feed at the time. I feed more hay in September, October, and November than I do in December, sem- January, February, and March. Huh. I feed way more hay because then I, like last year I did five acres a day, and then on the 1st of December I went to 10 acres a day. And some, some of the better paddocks, if it rains in September and mm-hmm. October, some of those paddocks that I, that I hadn't been to yet um, – Two bales would do three hundred animal units. Yeah, unroll just just stacked on end, and I just let them go. Yeah. And whoever comes by, or yeah. do you find that there's more cows at the same cows stand, or do they take turns? Uh, everybody grazes first. You'll turn them in, and they're hitting the they're hitting the grazing, and they hit the hay when when they're done grazing. And then, what kind of residue on the end? Like when you move out, are you shooting for like a five inch plant material, or take uh, all? Uh, it's it's not all no it's not all it's it's somewhere in between three to five i suppose three to five they don't yeah it's, it's gonna it, be it, looks, it, it looks almost like 
a regular yep. raising when I go through because some of the if it if we get a decent fall and we get moisture, yeah, you know, I'm talking about you know two foot of forage out there when I go mm-hmm. in. So th- there's a lot of trample. So I don't care if they take it down because they're just mowing it down. But you got you've got to uh, you got to move them just like you do all year round because fescue will be perfect all winter long as long as, long as you don't. Let them walk over it. Yep, stomp it all in. Yep, yep. If they break that waxy coat, you lose all your quality. Yeah. So, that was the problem we had with the goats. So, yeah, if we would let the... goats the, ahead of the cattle. Oh. Uh, in the wintertime. they swath of I mean, they just lay, they'd run over it with 500 goats. They'd run over it. And, yeah, all and those heat hooves. they just ruin it. So, and we couldn't run them by... That was the problem. The biggest problem with the goats was is, is winter feed. Mm-hmm. We could have used 1,000 goats in the summertime... But you got to go someplace. Well, you need zero in the winter. Zero yes. in the winter. That's what the Bite guy that bought them has been. Bite your tongue on a thousand been. goats, dear. What? Bite your tongue on a thousand well, goats. Uh, good we could have. We could have. Yeah, we could have. <laughs> really. Got I'm serious. <laughs> There's yeah. enough feed out there. Yeah. Because even with 500, we didn't really get enough impact. To to make brush controlling. Right. You, could, you had enough to graze. Yes. Yeah. And the regrowth. But yeah. to control the but, brush to yeah, kill it, yeah. you needed more. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, what, what have you... You didn't have fescue up in Nebraska, no. so have you learned? Oh yeah, what have you learned about I've, it? I've had fescue foot. Yeah, before not we st- you personally, no, not <laughs> True. but and and uh, no, before we started rotational grazing, mm-hmm. you know, we were just moving them maybe once a week or just we slowly we were moving around the place. We still rotated, but not properly at the place you're at now. Yes. So when you first started. Yeah, we didn't rotate like we should before we went to classes. But we we went to, we've been to Greg Judy's class and yeah. Do you want to just list a few of the classes you've been to? Not too many. Uh, Bob did a great Bob did Greg Judy six years ago when Johan was still coming. Okay. Um, and, well, no, I went no, no uh, or not or Ian. Johan, Ian, Ian 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 Mitchell Ian, yeah. yes um and and. I and mean, then we, Ju- and Greg didn't do anything. It was it was all Ian's, Ian's deal and Ian's class. And man, that was well worth it when Ian was there. Man, I Greg does a good job too. His, I was at Greg's last his, spring his, with a friend. He, but mm-hmm. Ian says, "I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what you can do." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he basically said, "You have a problem, you can fix it." Yeah, you don't need any inputs except for cattle. Yep. Hmm. I'd like to see him. He was going to be at Bell Rule. This fall, isn't it? Well, it was. I think it was supposed to be Is this it? past spring, but it got canceled. Oh, well, he's going to be at Bell Rule. I'll go with you. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know if he, they yeah, have him yeah. back. I'd be yeah. a big fan of that idea. Yeah, um, he's he's amazing. Uh, but it's it's the thing. And, and you can see it. I mean, you look at it. Yeah. You go underneath a tree out there, mm-hmm. and you got buckbrush all the way around the tree. But underneath the tree, you've got grass that's two foot tall mm-hmm. and no buckbrush. Why is that? That's where the cows stand and do all their pooping. And if you can get enough animal impact in a short, I could get rid of it if I would move cows five, six times a day. Yeah. But I can't. I mean, I could, but I'm not yeah. going to. <laughs> yeah. Context. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, um, but that was interesting. And then we went to the. We just went to the Missouri, um, you know, MFGC's grazing class to start with. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what we were fortunate. First one. Yeah. Fortunate enough, though, to get to know the top of the Ozarks grazing group, mm-hmm. um, the one that Steve Freeman runs, basically. Yep. Um, that was a huge source of knowledge and connections and 
Um, Mark Kennedy was our neighbor for a while. Our neighbor, he lived 15 miles away, but that's a neighbor here. Yeah. Um, you know, so we had some, we had some great expertise, Mm -hmm. um, in our world. And then we went to about every conference we could get our hands on for a while. Um, you know, MFGC had some great conferences back in the, in the middle 2000s, you know, that 2015, 16, 17, 18 era. Um, and then I worked for them for a while. So I really got some insight then. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the the grazing group though has been fantastic, yeah. and I really feel well, like a terrible human being because we haven't been for so long. Hamilton Native Seed is also a quote unquote neighbor. Um, they've been some great, yeah, great people to get to know. Um, I I can't I can't say enough about Steve though. Yeah, uh, Steve Freeman's the bomb. I mean, he when is we signed really papers good. on the ranch, we drove over to his place to to introduce ourselves and stuff, and he showed us around his place and. Oh, it's spectacular. Oh, this place is beautiful. I come, I come and he says, I don't know what he's doing, but I want to do that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and, and he's been. I'll, Steve and Judy are both pretty awesome people. They're, they're he's oh, so yeah. kind. He's been, he's probably been probably the best mentor I could, you know. Yep. If you want to know something. And even Burke will say he think he said he's one of the best grazers in the country. Yeah. Uh I went and looked at uh, his place in February. I wanted to oh, see yeah. it when it oh. was Wasn't that when it was cold yeah. and dry. I wanted yeah. to see I'll, what somebody did. Nice. Yeah, I yes. wanted to see what. Yeah, yep. cows grazing. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, son of a gun. They work really hard, though. I mean, they do. Yeah, I they mean, do. They've busted they work their hard. butt for a oh, long yeah. time yeah. to get where they're at. So yeah, but but um, he's he's a you couldn't find a nicer guy and you know a mentor and it just uh, such a subtle teacher you don't even really yeah. know that you've been taught yeah, till yeah. you walk away and you're like oh oh yeah he was yeah. just yeah. like yeah mind-blowing yes yes <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, i wow. i yeah i have to give a lot of credit to him because a lot of the ideas that you know like st- stockpiling the forage and stuff is i got i, I didn't come up with that on my own you know? yeah so that's that's mimicking what steve and judy do yeah. over there so yeah. um like I said, the grazing group, I mean, if I had to tell anybody what to do, I would say start with your, I mean, from, if anybody cares what my thought is, start with your state grazing classes. Go get yeah. your basics. And um, not, not only that, you kind of need that. And, and you need it if you want to participate in the program. Posture, so, so go to that. Get yourself to another advanced grazing class. Go, you know, if you can, if you're blessed enough to be able to find a soil health academy that you can attend, go. Yeah, uh, Greg, I've gone yeah, to both yep. two of them. Yep. I'd suggest that. Yep. Um, and like I said, Greg does a good job up there in central Missouri. Um, you know, he's his. I went last May. Um, I went to a beginning grazing school and he laughed at me. He said, what are you doing here? And I <laughs> said, yeah, I could still pick stuff up. And I did. Um, yeah. You know, so Greg does a great job. Um, and get out there and listen to these podcasts and these blogs and vlogs and everything and talk and then find yourself a good grazing group yeah a good grazing group is your network of people that have have made mistakes and they're not afraid to tell you what they've done wrong so you don't have to repeat yeah that's that's true just seeing people's things and what Uh, they're doing yep and you never know what kind of tidbit you're gonna walk away from yeah we've made enough mistakes and they weren't all cheap (laughs) yeah yeah i agree So. so that's my two cents on that is, is find your network and stick with them. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back to the cows. We're going to, so what we haven't really talked about spring or fall calving. Okay. Um, so when I did my research on, uh, the fescue, which I said, I didn't know anything about, I knew it was toxic and, uh, 
so I figured, you know, it's cooler in the fall. Yep. Uh, so that would be a better time to, to be calving and breeding mm-hmm. and doing all that stuff. So I, I tried to do a fall herd. Uh, cows, cows conceive very well. We just couldn't get heifers to breed. Mm-hmm. And, and then the reason I was so apprehensive was because of the heat. Yeah. And trying to breed in July. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do mother nature stuff and, and it just didn't work until we found the South poles that can handle the heat. Yeah. And I guess those cows, when you started or when you were planning on grazing, that was going to be, or your cow herd, no supplements, right? Oh, as low input as we could get. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Not. So like you aren't going to feed your fall replacement heifers. No, I don't feed any heifers. Uh, we, nothing. Our heifers don't get any special treatment. They're, they they're go right treated with the just cows. like the cows from day one. Yep. So I, I, yeah, the whole idea was to be as low input as low labor, mm-hmm. you know, except for moving cows. That's, that's too important to say no labor for that. But, uh, I, I don't want to put in any more inputs than I have to. We give a black leg shot. And that's it. No wormer, no nothing else. Yeah. At all. Yep. Um, so you couldn't get your heifers bred for fall. So for, to calve it too. So yeah. Did you roll them to spring? No, we actually sold them. You would, you'd sell them. Yeah, and that's, and I mean, we were dwindling, in, and that's why we bought Burke on because we were dwindling and we were running out of animals because we weren't replacing anything. because <laughs> we had no heifers. Uh huh. And I was bound to determine this fall thing was going to work, and she said I was bucking Mother Nature and I shouldn't do it, and mm-hmm. I said it's going to work. I just know it will. So one year. We had a hundred and three replacement heifers, and I bought second cutting hay, kept them separate, fed them the best hay we had, and they were all no no other supplements besides that, and you know the regular mineral salt program. Mm-hmm. Seven of them got pregnant, huh? Out of a hundred and three, that might have been an aha moment. And then I said this. I was just losing money so fast. It was terrible. Yeah. And so I said, well, I guess I'm, I'm a little slow learner, but the good <laughs> Lord's telling me I need to switch to spring. So, he is a little stubborn. So, just a but I just thought it would work. It, yeah. Because it's such, Theoretically, a, it's such a nice time to calve. Theoretically, yeah. It's not should. hot. Well, in, well we yeah. did have a little fly yeah. problem, which I didn't yeah. like. I didn't like the flies for the fall. Uh, and then again, I was slowing them up, so I wasn't rotating as fast as I do in the spring. So the flies were actually worse um, yep. because I was on the five-acre thing because I'd already transitioned to that. Yeah, and so, like, one thing I've found is, you know, as I'm calving and I'm learning and I'm making management decisions, right, you never know exactly what decision you're making Exactly. T- t- because everything is so drastically different. Yeah. And, and, and it's such a drawn out process. Yeah. You know, we, we had a, we had kind of a low conception rate on our cow herd for this spring, but I didn't wean last year. Mm-hmm. That was I thought, also another. I was going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Not weaning. Well, I had, cause I like everything in one group cause it's so much easier to manage. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd go out there and I'd have a, 500 pound calf on one side and a newborn on the other side. And I said, oh, 
So about 80% of them wean their calves, and the other 20%, you about pull your hair out. You, oh, man. You, it's wanted, you wanted to shoot them. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I talked to Burke about it, and Burke says, you know, if you think about it, mo- most of the people that get away with that have range cows. Yeah. Western Nebraska, Utah, you know, Wyoming, they can do that because they have tough winters and the cows dry off. Yeah. And I wonder if it also is because they have bigger country. It might be where they can get off yeah. by themselves and calve. Uh, but I think I think they wean their calves because they have to. Yeah. And here they don't have to because we've got good forage all year round. Mm-hmm. And so I mean this was we're we're not into the spring very far. We've it's just been like the last three or four years um, that we've switched over to spring. So we're still adjusting. So this year we actually weaned the calves, but I won't know whether that helped my breeding out until next year. So, you know, and I didn't do it because I knew I was going to be short on cows. I mean, I didn't wean because of the breeding factor, but Mm -hmm. it might've been a breeding factor along with the drought. And maybe the cows didn't recover fast enough. Yeah. didn't get a chance to recover at all. So, so, but we still didn't wean till 300 days. Yeah. I don't see much point in going much earlier than that. Yeah. Uh, so that was a management thing, but you don't know whether, you don't know what factor. Yeah. And made, it could made be. These, made these not conceived. Did I have a couple bulls that weren't as good or uh, was it forage? Was well, it the drought it was, last yeah. year? Last year too, it was really, really hot. And we had a couple <laughs> of bulls that treed up. Yeah. When you're moving 300 animal units in a group, you're just like. And I, yeah, I, I don't count my bulls every yeah. day, you know. I think I they're just, all there. You I think know? they so went. You we know? could have been a little bit short. I, don't, I think the quality was fine. It's just whether or not they were in pursuit of the herd. Yeah, because you know? with how dry it's been for us, but we we aren't. The thing about the dry we have now, we're dry when it's pretty, you know, April, May, June, where it's been yep. pretty nice. And so, like, I guess the grass is, well, they call it hard grass. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, they look pretty dang good. Yeah. Uh, We had had good uh, rain up until about six weeks ago. So, we had pretty good spring flush. They were, they just really, since it turned dry is when they started looking better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they. We ran everything through this last week. And, man, there's happy lines everywhere in that herd. I mean, they look fantastic. So, I mean, if they don't breed, I don't know what's the deal this year. Yeah. Because they, they're all fat yeah fat you're just one calf just one calf <laughs> on them yeah salt mineral yep. yep yeah so yeah so when's your breeding season start and for how long um we this year we moved it a little later mm-hmm. uh, trying to get a little closer to mother nature we we usually turn Last when we started the spring herd, we went July first, and this year we were closer to the eighth or the tenth of July. Of, of July turnout, yeah. So the bulls just went out. Just went out like Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we're doing forty-five days. Yep. We, we want to be tough on them. We want just want to keep the ones that breed, and but we do breed almost every heifer. I think we sorted off two little ones this year. Otherwise, every heifer gets exposed. Exposed and let every, the bulls decide. every single one. And that's a Burke deal, right? Yeah. He talks yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You want to give them all a chance, uh, and then you know, you know, they make good for meat programs if they don't conceive. So we're yeah. okay with that. But we we also expose everything for fall too, so we can sell some 
if we if we need the extra animals to keep our numbers up, we'll calve some in the fall. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll sell them at, as a you know as they as they drop out of the spring. We'll sell them as bread. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, do do you still have the fall herd, or you're phasing that? Where we gonna... adjust it from year to year. This year, since our spring was kind of small, we're going to have about fifty in the fall this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we had none. Okay. So we had a pretty good breed up. I'd, I'd like to keep around at least 200 to have calves. And this year we only had 150 out of the spring. So. And then will your fall cows, will they go back into your herd or will you sell those as like pears or breads? Uh, I will probably re Well, they'll be re-exposed obviously right after yeah. they calve. So uh, that'll be a decision. If the spring's increase, we'll sell them as bread cows. Next, oh. next summer we we like to keep our numbers up until about july and then that's when you make your... that's when we start trying to reduce our numbers because the spring flush is pretty much over with so mm-hmm. we usually run until july that's when we sell our steers that's when we'll sell the steer fall calves well i'll probably sell the heifer fall calves too um and uh so without that's what and that way we reduce our 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 herd mm-hmm Going into the going into the typical dormancy dry, even season, dry, right? drier season, and when we start, of course, we'll be feeding hay in September. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, what other ranch enterprises? <laughs> well, we are blessed enough to have a full. Well, we've got our house, which is separate from everything else, basically, because we're three quarters of a mile back. Yep. But down by the road, we've got an old farmhouse that we have invested quite a little bit of money in um, fixing it up. And a couple of years ago, I'm just t- renting stuff to people is just such a 50-50 shot of whether you're going to get somebody that will take care of it or not. Yeah. Um, we decided to turn that into an Airbnb. And then above our office, um, well, our old office, um, we've got like a one-bedroom college efficiency type apartment it's kitchen and living room are in one bedroom separate it's got a bathroom Mm -hmm. we turned both of those into airbnbs um which has been a lot of fun yeah um yeah it's it's had its ups and its downs we has we certainly have had our interesting guests um but we've had we've met some of the most amazing people through that um and it's been a lot of fun and it's been we're about to start making some really serious money on it we because we stuck so much into it yeah um inventory on that to keep in you know enough sheets and towels and extra coffee pots and you know blah 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 um around is is a bit of an investment um finding somebody to clean it has been interesting um i've got because so backing up i do have a full-time job yeah um i work for the south pole association um keeps me very busy um so we found somebody to help kind of help do the laundry and keep it clean down there i've got a little high school girl that lives down the road that that well, she's not in high school anymore. I should uh, cool. not say that. Yes. She's a teenager. Um, comes down and helps me clean and but stuff. She's close. She's close. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really good. Um, we lease our hunting rights. Okay. Um, that has been an adventure. Yeah. Is it a year to year lease or is um, it? Uh, yes. Currently, it is still currently. year to year. Um, we just we, re redid it yep. as far as uh, changed up the structure yep. of it a little bit. So. We started out with a leasing company mm-hmm. because Bob yeah. doesn't hunt. I don't hunt. That's not our jam. 
Yeah. You know, we started out with a leasing company thinking that maybe that they would be able to provide us with a level of vetting the people that were going to come and a level of protection because if stuff goes wrong, what do you do? Yeah. Um, the first year we did it, we had a, two groups of guys. Um, one of them was okay. The other group was a train wreck. I mean, it was, I mean, there was crap everywhere when they left. It was yeah, water and, bottles and, and that's food a, trash. And we, we yeah. stipulated to the company yeah. that pack in what you pack out or pack out what you pack in. This is, this is not our land. Yep. You know, like I told you earlier yep. and it yep. needs to be taken care of. And so we didn't stay with them because they didn't do what they said they, they would do. No, they yeah. didn't. it just didn't work out so, so well. So we kept the one group of hunters and gave them access to the whole ranch. And again, we're pretty naive when it comes to hunting rights. And these guys were getting a steal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that relationship kind of, the first well, year it was okay when we were on yeah. our own. Second year it was moderately. The third year it was like. They, they turned into. I mean, it it like turned they, into a they mess. They lost their respect. Yeah, they lost the respect for it and, and lost their respect for us. And they started to get really pushy about, we want to rent it. We want to, and I'm like, dude, we've done some homework. You guys are getting a heck of a bargain here. We're going to have to change the price. You know, I said, everything else is going up. The price is going to have to go up. And it that started to create just a titch of a yeah. conflict, you know. And so we sat down. There's a, we were sitting at church one day and, and a young man that doesn't normally go to our church comes and sits down and it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you forever. We start kicking things around and I said, what do you think this is worth? And he looks at me and he goes, well, a lot more than what you've been getting, about three times more than what you've been getting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you kidding? And he goes, no. And I'm like, okay, can you help us? And this this kid has done a phenomenal job. He's got it rented out. There's like, we broke the place, or broke it into two parcels of land, one big chunk, one not so big chunk. We've got a group coming from Vermont this year to hunt the smaller piece. And then we've got another great group of guys from Mississippi, a family. Um, and it's going to pan out really well. The guys from Mississippi have been here a couple of times. They're amazing. Um, super respectful. Like we were unloading feed the other day and they're like, no, ma'am, put that bag down. I got it. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I'm not used to this. Okay. But all right. You <laughs> yeah. know? Um, so we've got the hunting rights. We've got the Airbnb. We've got my job. Um, we have hosted several events at the ranch, um, mostly for friends and family. We've had a couple of weddings there. Fixing to have a third wedding there next spring. Holy cow! Not yeah. for we don't charge for those. No, we don't charge They're for those. Just fun. Yeah, um, just family, fun. Family but friend. Thing. Yeah. Um, but the Airbnb thing. The Airbnb it, thing has been good. It's been um, good, but it, it it's not it's without not, its challenges. It's not. Yeah. It's not like it's work. We're 20 miles from any town. Yeah, so what are people coming for? You would be amazed yeah. at what people come for. Michigan and... We had... Really people are looking for property in Texas County, they, Texas and Wright County. Um, they'll come and stay. Yep, and a lot of family stuff. Centrally located where you can yep. drive funerals, weddings. Yep, we've got a... Huh. And we allow pets, which is yeah, kind of a... That's helps. kind of our niche. Um, yeah. Which is also a 50-50 crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad pet owners. Yes, there are. There's hardly any bad pets, but a lot of bad pet owners. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one dog ruin our floors um, in the living room, um, dug great big holes in the hardwood floor. That was not great big holes, but there's definite scratch mm-hmm. marks in there. Um, but for the most part, we have been super blessed with our people. Um, we did have one lady that showed up with a very old cat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking like mangy looking thing and a pet mouse. 
um, the pet mouse about did me in. I'm like, there's mouse poison and mouse traps everywhere in this old farmhouse. If your mouse gets out and it dies, am I responsible for killing your pet? Um, that was that one was the icing on the cake for me. I'm like, I looked at Bob and I'm like, oh, that's it. That thing's gonna die here. I just know it. Um, but surprisingly, the occupation. Yeah, the occupancy, occupancy rate is high. In is June, high. in June, we were did really really well. Um, it uh, there's some things going on in the property tax industry in our part of the world that are going to make things interesting. They're talking about taking us from a regular residential to a commercial owner, which is going to put Airbnb properties in the same tax bracket as the 30 or 40 room hotels. Mm. Um, so that's going to be a bit of a challenge that we're trying to figure out how to navigate through that. This, yep. You know, um, even though it's, it's a rented thing, we're not full I mean, our occupancy rate, third, you know, third of the time, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. In the 20, actual yeah. income isn't a whole lot more than if we would rent it out. Yeah. I it, just don't it, want to rent it out. But we just don't want to. Yeah. Uh, on a, you know, to rent it out. Because it's kind of fun. Well, one thing we were yeah. going to talk about would be like your branding, right? Oh, yeah. So then you yeah. have a house. I mean, potentially yeah, you would have a house for people. Yeah, we and did. We did. We, did. we use it. We use every bed on our property was full Saturday night. Yeah. Um, so... It, uh, and we do put yeah. seasonal farm help in there, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, uh, like for branding. Yeah. I mean, we didn't well, like charge for, the people that were there for sure. branding because they came to help. So yeah. So that's seasonal help. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a joy. And and overall, 2022 was about 32, 34% occupancy rate through the whole year. Yeah. Obviously, about nobody 100, wants. Yeah. 100 and something days. Yeah. Nobody really wants to come to Texas County in November or December. I mean, it's yeah cold and ugly. Um, but it's a lot of people visiting family, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of people looking for property. Um, mm. I get a lot of contractor type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. People coming in working at the Walmarts or the, we had the crew that goes around for the electric co-op and clears the tree lines and things like that. Yep. Um, we recently had the most amazing father and son do that were putting in an elevator in a private residence in Mountain Grove. Um, the guy was just in seventh heaven. He'd come home and sit out on the porch with his cup of bourbon and he'd sit there for two hours just staring at the yard. I mean, I, I asked well, him. Well, if, if it yeah. rains at all, there's yeah. a creek runs right yeah. by and you can hear the water running. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right now it's so, dry yeah. because it's, we're really high up in the watershed. So, okay. And it's but, spring uh, fed, but yeah. it runs all spring. But it, it uh, I mean, overall, I would never go back on my Airbnb journey. We've had a lot of fun met some, we had a long-term nurse that just left yesterday and I legit cried when she left. <laughs> I mean, she was like a, another kid by the time she, she was there for 60 days. Yeah. Um, and it was just nice. I mean, knowing that somebody was there and loves the place as much as we do. And, and, uh, so it's, it's been fun. It yeah. Really do they been. go out? Like, do you offer tours or stuff we, we, do. In, we yeah. do we do we don't do a lot but uh if somebody like that the ones from michigan went out yeah. and helped me move cows yeah they just wanted to ride along we don't charge for that part no. of it i mean no. kind of it, feel like it's, it's part of the mission we get to share our lives and yeah, yeah. yeah. again um, you know we feel we've been blessed yeah. and you don't want to share a part of it gifted yep. this place and it's not ours to hoard and if somebody wants to so that yeah we, we did that uh, we, we don't do it a lot yeah the other thing that we do too is called Harvest Toast. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I always thought no one would who would drive down to see. You know, they drive down my road. They'll yeah. drive down yours. If they do that, yeah. then I think I should yeah. sign up. Yeah, yeah. they so just park there. You they know? just park there. You don't have to provide them with anything. They're supposed to buy something from you. 
Um, I'm kind of at the mindset that if y'all drove down that road and you want to buy something from me, great. If you don't, great. Yeah, um, it's not that big. Again, yeah. made a you know pretty cool little network. We had a lady that drove all the way from Western Nebraska by herself, probably close to 70 years old. Um, and she brought me the Nebraska special. She brought me a whole bag of Nebraska Runzas, if you know what a Runza is. I don't think. No. Oh, there's a restaurant in, in Nebraska. <laughs> it's a. How do it's, you describe it? It's this amazing pastry filled uh-huh. full of hamburger, onions, garlic, and cabbage. Huh. That and sounds pretty good. Oh, it it's good. delicious. I'll make yeah. you some the next time you come down there it to die good. for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a restaurant. But yeah. It's a Nebraska restaurant. And it's called Runzas. Yeah. That is the one place I go when we go home. It's yeah. like, I don't care if we're, we're going through the drive-thru. I don't care if I've just well, they, eaten lunch they have or whatever. One that, but. They have one that has Swiss mushroom. It's got Swiss cheese in it and mushrooms. Uh-huh. And the and the cabbage and the meat and, and the cheese is just, you know. It's uh. hot and gooey <laughs> cheese. Drop. But anyway, so she comes out with this big giant bag of, of runzas, and I'm like, oh, you're the best. You know, so, <laughs> so we took um, them out there. We took, we, did. we took them out and yeah. toured the cows. We, we, um, we actually, did we move cows? Yeah, we, we moved did. cows. Yeah. We, it rained yeah. on us. She had a, a glass of wine with her. She, yes. she was bringing yeah. it yep. <laughs> out in the middle with the weed seeds going, or the <laughs> but, seeds blowing around. And then um, we got rained on. Yeah. And it was, but Harvest Toast has been a lot of fun, too. And again, not a great big money maker, but. It's not a money maker at all. No, they it's just, not. But they just it, park there. They don't use anything. Yeah, yeah just a spot. Um, yeah, but they, it's just. We they don't of, use any yeah. power. They don't use anything. They're mm-hmm. all, they just, they're, uh, we just kind of feel like it's, we just again, like, it's, it's another portion to share. The yeah. Ranch. Just share. Yep. What, yeah. I mean, the and greater heck, good. If you had an opportunity to park on a ranch versus a trailer park. Yeah. yeah. Where are we going to pick? And I mean, it's, and it's every quiet. KOA I've ever <laughs> it's been quiet to is out like, there. Yeah. you know, six feet <laughs> off of an interstate. So, yeah. um, it is quiet and that's what yeah. people yeah. say the most, you know, yeah. We were, I can't remember which one it was, but we were there and, and we were, they just pulled in and, and, uh, they were getting set up and somebody drove by and I said, I apologize for all the traffic, but that's the last one you'll see today. (laughs) And it was, there was no other traffic because one person drove by. But (laughs) we've got some other stuff in the works too. I mean, the eclipse is going to be big. Our Airbnb has been booked for a year for the eclipse coming up in April. Um, Oh, yeah. Have you heard about that? Yeah. No, we had the total one a couple of years ago. Yeah, we are. Our area is two hours out of totality on April 8th this year. Cool. Um, so, so like is I said, it going to be south of you or north um, of yeah, you? South. I believe that West Plains will experience totality as well, so we're really close to being totality. Uh-huh. I think they said Poplar Bluff is going to be where it is the darkest. Really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, where we looked at cows today is where I spent the equal. The total eclipse. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, that's where my herd was. And, I mean, yeah, it just yeah. came in total darkness. and Threw our chickens into a tizzy. Yeah, like, I mean, all the cows yeah. were just like, what the heck yeah. is going yeah. on? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got, yeah, we've had people book it two, yeah. a year ago. A year ago. It's been booked it's, for a year. And, so, and it's in, in April? April 8th. 8th. So yeah. it's a whole nother year away. So they've been. Nope, it's, it's April 8th, 2024. So it's not a so whole year. It, well, oh, not, not, so they're not, booking now yes. for. Yeah, they yeah. did. They, they did booked it, it last spring for April. And I, she's like, can Holy I book it a year God. out? And I'm like, what do you, why? <laughs> she's did. like, did you not hear? I'm like, no, I didn't. Thanks for telling <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of fun. Um, we're looking at doing some stuff. Um, dark sky events. Because we don't have a lot of noise pollution out there. You can see stars for miles. Mm. Um, a lot of people are getting into that astrophotography. Uh-huh. Um, so there's that. And like I said, I mean, the ranch tours. Yeah. Yeah. It, 
yes, just kind of part of yeah, it. I think you know yeah. we'll do them if we you know if somebody really wants one. Um, but we did buy some mini cows and some mini goats. Yeah, I saw about yeah, yeah, yeah. many goats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that was that's really a, fun a, for a, a hot really, second. That's really fun. Yeah, it's until <laughs> they crap all over your car. It's not that much. There fun. They are. They're we, had, we had them up around the house, and I. The other goats we had trained to a polywire. These little suckers, they can jump. Yeah, My, our our big goats didn't jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they don't jump, they go under it. Yeah, and and then they're standing on the porch pooping. You yep. know, it's or like, or they, eating the flowers. Or they just destroy it. They love oh. rhubarb trees. All our fruit trees that are Plants. all nice and trimmed up. Yep. Yeah. And so we moved them down and put them in a corral, and they're down. And they really probably should have a new home. I, yeah, the mini cows aren't really a big deal. I mean, no. they keep me from mowing another two hours every time I well, go to mow. So they're, they're in. We used to graze the yeah. bulls in there, but we um, have. So there's things like that that we've done that we probably. Yeah, we had to. I had yeah. some goats, and one day they all figured out what my mineral was, and they ripped open every bag. Yep, yep. that's a nice little on a pallet, and yeah. that was. I sold them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys are either going to be sold or you're going to die. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. There's yeah. only there's only one out yeah. there that I'm halfway attached to, and yeah. she she had trouble birthing, so I pulled pulled them from her this year. And, mm-hmm. and she's she a is sweet. sweet. She has a dog collar on her name. She's Phoebe. She gets them side by side with him. So if that tells you, when I was rotating him out there with the with they were with the minis, and when I would rotate them, and yep. I'd say, okay, Phoebe. Let's go. And she'd hop in the side-by-side with me and ride until, to the next page. In the meantime, the dog's got her ears flat going. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she'd, she'd jump in, sit yeah. beside me in the seat. And just yeah. go. She's a so, sweetheart. But. And I guess our other big event, um, we just actually ended it this last weekend. Um, we call it Christmas in July. Yeah? Yep. Um, and what's that? We have a big old school Old-fashioned. Old-fashioned head and heel branding at our house every year. Yeah? Yep, it is. It's it's a blast. In fact, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> let me say it this way. The older we get, the more the prep work really sucks. Um, but we are blessed. We've got some really good friends that come in from East Missouri. They help They get it, help do all the pre-work on the they, cattle. They take their vacation. Yes. He's a ultrasound technician. Yep. Okay. And, and Robin runs a, a small business out of her house. And and so they take, well, last year, this year since the 4th of July was kind of odd, but last year they were here for 10 days. They took 10 days off and come and helped us do. That's and what we, we're, we're doing all, because we do yeah. all this yeah. prep work, you know, yeah. all the cattle sorting and all that. Yep. And all the Gathering. Food that yeah. I was telling yep. you about earlier, yep. is just, it all goes into that. So And so we're, we work the crap out of him, and he just loves it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he might have been there one time when I bought cattle. I'm Quite sure possible. he was. I'm sure he was. Quite possible. Yeah. Big black hat. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Flat that, hat yep. and, and yep. a little goatee thing. Yep. 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 That's, that's yeah, all he's El He's an Capitan. ultrasound technician. Yes. Okay. Can you believe yes. that? <laughs> no. Got the pants stuck in the boots. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and the flat hat. And yeah. yeah. He's, uh, you'd never know it by looking but at him. No. Sure. Yeah. They're amazing. They come and they help with everything. Literally from, it mean, there's just nothing they won't do. Yeah. I mean, they help make food. They, um, so we couldn't pull it off without them, but. So what we do is we call in 50 of our closest friends mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they come from all over. Um, there's a group of guys up 
kind of, well, there's a group of guys at Salem and then a group of guys around Lebanon that do what they call the vaquero style roping. roping. Yeah, that's with a big horn, right? Uh, big big, big horn and big, big loop. loops. I'm talking six to eight feet across. And uh-huh. those loops will just float through the air and they land on the calf. It's super low stress. Uh, we That's a leather and, horn too, right? And, yeah. and, and no, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, slick yep. horn. On yeah. the saddle, yeah, yeah no yeah, rubber. You, you yep. got, yeah, you got to let it slide. Um, yeah, especially when you're roping, you know. Yeah, around the, the neck. Yep. Yeah, but and these guys do an awesome job. The calves don't even really know what's happening until it's over. Um, it's fun to watch. It's too. fun to watch. You watch those loops yeah. go sailing up in the air and come down and land. Mm. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's almost a work of art. It really is. Um, but then we um we feed everybody, and it's just this year, and I, again. This year, I mean, I was grumbling. I mean, work is crazy busy. It's we're, We had to move our field day this year from July or from June to September. So I'm just coming into my busy season mm-hmm. instead of being just done with it. And 4th of July was odd. And, I mean, I'm looking at Bob and I'm like, man, this is a lot. And we're not getting any younger. Um, and I was. I was grumbling. And then Saturday rolled up and our ranch was full I mean, there was people you across park the road. A trailer anywhere. <laughs> um, people showed up in mass, and we had people come the night before, and it was. But you get out there in that branding pen, and you start watching these people interact, mm-hmm. and and I, we had a lot of butt God moments. You know that hashtag butt God. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're out there, and people are talking about how they ended up here, what they, how much they love coming to the ranch. Yeah. How much their lives are changed because of that event, um, the bonding time, the planning time, all of that stuff, the good fellowship over the food, and the people just yeah they love it. And it when it's done, some of them go home, some of them stay, um, and it's just but yeah most of you them know get that we get uneaten, yeah. they visit for a little bit, yep. and they're gone. But yep. the whole thing of it this year is is everything just came together and like I said if unless you were out there in that pen seeing and listening to these interactions among these people it was truly magical uh-huh and a really a, an awesome work of God and everybody got done on Saturday afternoon and I was just standing there and I just was overcome by emotion I'm like my heart is so full it's just gonna spill out my eyes yeah and then everybody turned around we ever the last person left on Monday afternoon and I'm like Ugh. we're all you know I mean it was just it's, I don't know. And we're, we're just, it's, it's amazing. We're just terribly, terribly blessed. Yes, we yeah. are t- terribly I, blessed. You want to know the funny thing about it is, so uh, what would you say if somebody told you they were going to s- pick a day to work cattle yeah. on the first or second weekend in July? Mm-hmm. What would you think of the weather? The weather situation. Oh, hot. We've had yeah. three years in a row yep. where the, the hottest of the, was 83 man can't beat that when we we took the cows back last saturday i looked at my phone it was 71 and it was noon on the 8th of july yeah can't beat that i mean seriously i mean i i don't want to jinx it i probably i probably shouldn't (laughs) say anything but man don't tell me god's not in it because it could easily i mean one of these days we're going to get nailed with a 95 because we had this scheduled like way out in advance and all i do is well, I check the weather yeah the just weather. worried I said, and, and we start yeah. early and we have to work around certain events like i said the south pole field day is usually the third week of june mm-hmm. um then you come into the fourth of july and then we have we have a really good friend that's an important part of our ranch and he's not free until july 
Yeah. Um, his whole, he takes an eight-week vacation, if you will, if you call it that. It's not really a vacation, but he's got eight weeks where he's a little more free than other, and we wait for him. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a blessed event. It really is, and it's so, something to see. Yeah, um, it's kind of, so we, we don't do, uh, we don't graze the old school way, but we do some things old school. So. Yep. Yeah, kind of mixing mixing the new, which but, I I guess yeah the new trend of yeah. the regenerative stuff. People drive the, three or four hours to come to this thing, yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean we start at seven in the morning, so they're leaving home at three or four o'clock in the morning to get there. So that's, I mean we've got people that come from Arkansas. We've got people like we had a couple come from Kansas City. Uh huh. Um, so it's and it's yeah. it's 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 cool. It's cool. oh it, they're yeah. neat. Yeah, I fun. mean it's fun. And then to kind of repay people back, we've got two. Um, Two little kind of, um, I don't want to say charities because that's not right, but one one of the guys that helps us pretty exclusively, his wife runs a um, church mm-hmm. horse camp, or I don't know if it's even church-related, but it's called Camp Woe, um, and we make a donation to Camp Woe. And then one of the other guys has got a couple other ministries that he does alongside, and we give them each a little bit of a donation to to kind of help further that. And, and then We've- this year some of the interns from some of those camps came Oh, cool. Um, and helped, and that was fun, you know. Um, we normally don't pay anybody but the ground crew that has to actually work because the guys that – This year we didn't – I mean, we didn't the ground crew – the ropers were so good. I mean, the ground crew was just like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so basically, we, what, yeah. basically what they do is they rope the head and then they rope the heels, and if they don't get both heels, the ground crew just has to reset the ropes. They take the one off the head, put it on the front feet, yep. and then – one off the if they only have one on the back, then they do that, and then they're done. Then they hold it. Then the the horses hold them while we while we do the the castration and branding. Safer. And mm-hmm. and is that a knife cut or a band knife knife? Yep. That way you know you get it. That's yep. the way you know you did. I use a I use a Newberry, a Newberry knife. Yep. And uh, I I like that a lot better. I, I tried a couple different things. Yeah. Um, I used to try cutting the sack off on the bottom, and I don't like that. They have a tendency to close up too fast, so I just split it completely wide open, and they heal up so fast. Yeah, it's so it's a better fun. heal, I think. I, I do too. Yeah. And and I, yeah, I've been teaching, trying to teach some other people how to do it because I, it's getting a little harder for me to get up and down eighty times a day, <laughs> and uh, I can do it, and I don't have one drop of blood, and I don't know what what they're doing different, but. Yeah, some of them make them bleed, but I'd say ninety percent of mine do not bleed at all. Yeah, never. But and it's we also do a couple different things too. We treat them with an anti-stress spray while they're on the ground. It's a homeopathic thing. Um, okay, and that's made a big difference. I mean, those calves, and then we don't separate cows from calves ahead of time. So yeah, you just leave them. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. and for the most part, those calves, since we started doing that, it, the the recovery factor on the calves is because they're not balling around yeah. then yeah yeah, yeah. And, um, and you don't have mothers blowing snot really i mean we have a couple that were like hey well, they were watching. what are you doing yeah um, you know they would pull them out but they were watching and they'd come up and see the calf but nobody ever but we're also staffed well enough if you we will had, that yeah, we had enough <laughs> we had a few that, people that could run interference and stuff but there was plenty it, of uh, people there that's for sure it's <laughs> truly it's it's i don't know how many people do it like we do i think there's a handful of people but it's uh it's There's a lot more common out west. It's yeah. not really yeah. here, but because yeah. I, there are fun. I mean, I yeah. went to a couple in Wyoming, and yeah, it's uh, 
yeah, it's, it's, very it's really, it truly it's, though, it really is our Christmas in July. I mean, like I said, the fellowship and the, the fun and the people that get to visit. And I mean, sometimes you only see these people once a year. Yeah. Um, I've thought about just redoing or implementing one just because of kind of yeah. tradition. Yeah. Or exactly. And there just, is, yeah. I mean, there's that song, you know, when you just can't see him from the road, it's an old Chris Ledoux song. Yep. And that, that song has always meant something to Bob and I, and even more so since we lost a friend of ours that really was the epitome of that song. Uh-huh. Um, but it kind of gives you a little bit of a taste, and, and the kids, I mean, to watch the kids. Mm-hmm. We, had, and, we, had, we had 12-year-olds that were roping. Yeah. And dragging calves and yep. stuff, and oh, I just love seeing that. Yep, you that's know. what it's about, right? Yep. Yeah. It's yep. learning. And, yep. yep. So, and yep. then, like I said, the families, I mean, we had husbands and wives and kids and... You get those kids, you know. You know, it's, it's you a need fun. you need a uh, you need a core group of guys that are really good. Yeah, <laughs> to get the job done. <laughs> to get the job yeah. done. Yeah, which I, we're blessed. I mean, yeah. I mean, we had thirty less calves this year. Of course, the weather was so beautiful. Nobody was nobody in was in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, we were. I was, I, I could have cut every calf because I had plenty of time, you know. Yeah. They were just they were just enjoying themselves. I'm just really grateful you didn't cut every calf because then no. nobody has to listen to Bob scream about a cramp. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, it, yeah, it was. You uh, are not 50 anymore, babe. I, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's it's a good time, and I think everybody really looks forward to it. And it, like I said, we've got our core group of people, and we couldn't do it without them. Yeah, yep. I mean, we could uh, you, if you something ever happened can. and we couldn't do it like that. I don't know what we'd do. I, we'd have to figure it out. I, how, how I don't know how to do it any other yeah. way. That's the way we've always done um, it. Yeah, and but and, you get uh, you watch those guys teach each other things. You you know. Um, yeah, I mean, give each other yeah. crap. You know, and we had one guy that that threw a rope, and he got the calf around the neck, and the next guy threw a heel loop, and he got the calf around the neck, and one of the other guys is walking by. He says, "I'm going to rope him by the neck." I mean, you know, so <laughs> it's. It's a good, you know. I, it's, said, I said, "Wait a second, I'll go get a bow and we'll put yeah. that on him too." Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, uh, it's just a good time. Lots, like I said, the fellowship and the fun and the friendship, and, and it's it is, you know, and it is. I believe it's easier on the calves because you're not. I mean, yeah, you're just not causing so much stress for them. Um, yeah, yep. and the cows don't get excited; they get pulled out and put yep. right back. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and then they not, get turned not, out. You know? I think that's probably the main re the main. Yeah. I don't know takeaway. Right, it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the second after the calf is worked, it's back with its mother. Mm-hmm. Like Pay just back up, yep. just like that. And we do. Yeah. We practice a good animal husbandry at our house. I mean, we don't. There's no. Now, I mean, I've some been, of those guys I've been can flank William them. School yeah. too. Yeah. So okay, and, yep. and that's, I, I I would say if you, I don't know if they're still doing those or not. And I think we went. To I think is. His, his, his son his, and daughter, yeah. yeah. Son-in-law and daughter. Son-in-law and daughter and, and okay. wife are still and wife. running it. I think, well, he was gone when I went, but. Uh, Stockmanship is super important super, on our ranch. Super, yep. important. I, I mean, agree. I can I mean, do more pretty much by myself than, yeah. than if you get too many people. Bob and I can yeah. work cattle by ourselves and never say a word. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. When I was when I training anybody, you know, I, I said to watch this. We'll see how far away we can get and still control them. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part. If you got one clear 40 foot and you just take your side by side clear off to one side yep. and they see you and they start walking the other way. I said, that isn't that fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, yeah. it's, and, and yeah. I, that, I get a kick out of it, yeah. you know, saying how far away I can still control them. Yep. So when you're doing your calves on one day, yeah. you, you've done your cows 
you've prepped your cows the day before, or you're at like at your branding, you're not doing any cow work. No, no, it's all calves. The branding is just branding, just branding, just yeah. calf work. Uh, and again, we try to be conscious of everybody's time that, and the weather. I mean, that week, it, that week on on Thursday, we sorted uh, the cows with calves from the cows that didn't have calves on Thursday and Friday. We preg checked the ones that didn't have calves yet. Okay, just dry bags. Uh, and then, and then Saturday we branded and mm-hmm. uh, so that was it. Then the cow work was all pretty much done. Okay, cool. And we so, just preg check once a year. And it's just off of an observed dry bag. Actually, no. We we do numbers. Number. We run everybody through the shoot, and if they're on the list, they go the one way, and if they're not on the list, they go the other way. How do you know which numbers don't make the list? Or like you're just writing down through your calving book or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. And then you've got just a calving, total inventory. Yeah. If they're in the calving book, then they go one way, and if they're not in the calving book, they go the other way. Yep. It's 3.30. I don't know if you got time for more questions or what yep. time you have to get going. It's, we could probably another do another half time. hour if you want. Yeah, yep. if you want, whatever you want to do. Well, I was going to ask on, so one thing is like cattle split. And like, so if you have a, an investor in your herd, yeah. right? How is it, uh, do you have like a 50-50 or a 75-25 split? Or is it, you know, which animals you have, you no. know, which Okay, um, we did when we did this. We started an LLC. Okay, and we put all the cattle in this LLC. Okay, and we each own a percentage of the LLC. Okay, and since it's Burke, I gave him a pretty good deal um, because we get a lot. Because back we out get. Of it. I mean, we don't just. I mean, I'm doing it for. I'm I'm taking care of. He's got eighteen percent of our cow herd. Okay. And then I'm doing. He gets half half uh, uh, half of that back in revenue whenever we sell anything. Okay. There's no expenses or anything taken out of that. I I shoulder all that out of our corporation. Okay. So basically, he just gets nine percent of whatever revenue we sell. Okay. But I'm telling you what, we get the better end of that. And then and it sounds high. I mean, he's getting pretty good return on his investment, but but we're getting a, a free consultant. So. Yeah, that yeah, and you, his marketing and his yeah, I mean knowledge, and he's a phone call away. I mean, and 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 we've other, uh, it's just invaluable. I yeah, mean, I'd pay twice that much, but he, we won't he tell was, him. No, we won't tell him. <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to <laughs> listen to this. But that's how we set it up, and it's simple, uh-huh. it's clean, it's easy, uh, and it's black and white. Yeah, uh, just because all that goes through that is well, we buy bulls out of that account. Yeah, but that's it. If we if we, if we buy cattle, it came out of that account. I think we're pretty much done buying cattle, uh, so we're just going to be buying bulls out of that Unless account. That right herd of South Poles comes by. I'm going to push for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we have other investors that can buy that. Yes, expensive thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, but yeah, and and it's worked out for very well. I mean, I just I I love him, and uh, he's just amazing to talk to yeah he's very knowledgeable like yeah, in his youtube and his podcast everything and, you know and, and he pushes me where i need to be pushed and yeah you know he's he's on me to get to a soil health thing and so yep yep i, 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 I need to get i need to get to one he also wants me to get to a ranching for profit one so. yep that's and my I next one i'm going to the one, one in cheyenne oh fun this, this yeah. 
So I've heard they're raising their pr- rates. Well, it, in it, August <laughs> they're raising their rates. So <laughs> book it, book it. Yeah. I just, I, it's so hard for me to get away. Yeah, that's a that's a that one's a commitment. That's a commitment. With, that's uh, seven days away. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I got, your travel. Plus two days of travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got. I've got a. I think there is one in Oklahoma City, though. There is. Yeah, um, we've actually get, talked uh, about that one, but it's. Yeah, like, what do you yeah. do when you go somewhere? It's it's difficult. <laughs> uh, a lot of times I will just give them extra. Yeah. I mean, but I, I usually won't go more than four days. Yeah. And just say, okay, here you go and, and leave. But uh, If it know. tells you anything, we've been together 29 years this year. Mm-hmm. And the longest we've ever been gone is seven days in all 29 years. We've never taken anything longer than seven days. A seven-day vacation. Yes. And like this spring, we went home. We had a granddaughter that was running state track in Iowa. Mm-hmm. We left here on a Thursday in the morning mm-hmm. and got to her event on... No, wait. No, we left Friday morning. The Friday morning. We got to her event at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Her, she was running into events. We watched her run on Friday afternoon. We went to our Airbnb. We ordered food for the family. We all went to bed. We got up the next morning, went to breakfast, watched her run her shuttle relay hurdles mm-hmm. at noon, and we were back home before 9 o'clock that night. A lot in of Des Moines, driving. Iowa. In, yes. Yeah, we were in Des Moines, Iowa. Yep. So we burn a lot of candles at both ends when we travel. Yeah. Um, and that's getting harder. It is. It's as getting really hard. As we get really older, hard. you know, to... So, yeah. I struggle with that, to drive that far and stuff. So, So, like, we've got South Pole Field Day coming up here in Mm -hmm. September. Um, We've got a young man that um, that I'm hoping and praying we can get him brought on here at some point in some capacity, but he's going to come and take care of the cattle while we're gone, stay Mm -hmm. with the dogs at the house. Um, We're working those details out. Um, but I still, I mean, even for somebody in that capacity, it's still really hard for us to go away because there's so many factors. I mean, a couple of years ago we left and we left stuff in charge of somebody we thought was responsible and our cattle didn't get watered for five days. Yeah. We came home to a dead 700 pound steer in a tank. Crawled in a tire tank. In a tire tank and died because there was no water. Um, so we're a little gun shy. I mean, we were, yeah. yeah. Before that event, I... Didn't have yeah. much problem yeah. taking off and just letting anybody come watch yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and after that. But now we're a little selective. <laughs> um, yeah. I would know, say. So I, yeah. If you've ever seen your cattle and how how calm they are and how, like when we drove around yours today. Yeah. You go out there if they haven't had water for five days. They're That's a little bit crazy. Degrees. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little nuts. They so. were nuts. I'd never seen my cattle like that. Um, yeah. It and just, then you can't just turn them right into water, can you? Or you had to. Well, I I I rotated them to a different spot where there was water. I but mean, can they can they over drink at that? Or no, no you no, aren't they, worried about yeah. that. No, they they I, needed water. That yeah. was the end of that discussion. They needed water. Yeah. Um, but so, it anyway. It's really hard for us to get away, and that's part of part of where we're at in our journey here. It's like okay, so how do we structure this? Because the kids are getting older. I mean, our we have one granddaughter that's about to graduate <laughs> from college. Mm-hmm. We've got another granddaughter that's going to graduate from high school. Yep. Um, and then the rest of them just kind of follow suit and it's like, oh man, that you know, went by fast. <laughs> that, you blinked and it was over with. Um, so, um, it's a challenge, but we've, so far we've worked within it. Um, I've done a few solo trips. Um, Bob doesn't do solo trips so hot. Um, <laughs> no. No. but 
And that another part of the problem is too. I really like what I do. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. I I I don't really want to leave. You know, uh, I really uh, like it. So and I and uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Occasionally, I, his wife needs to see the ocean, though. So yeah. sometimes he has to take her places but in order to yeah, keep her happy. I, yeah, yeah. I, I I live in heaven. I don't need to go anywhere. Else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so. uh, it's uh, it's heaven on earth where we're at, and uh, yeah, it's it's hard for me to leave because I I like it there a lot. Yeah, that is a good spot. Yeah, so it's it's cool, but we we'll adapt. I mean, we adapt yeah. and kind of roll and yeah. and uh, like I said, it's it's funny, you know. If you ask for the right things and it's it's within God's will, He's going to make it happen. So, yep, you know. So it's just one of those yeah. deals. It wasn't meant to be. It's not meant to be. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> oh, that's a good spot to end it. Anything else? Let's. You know, plug your Airbnb, your business. Yep. So I'm going to plug my Airbnb. It's the farmhouse at Clear Spring Ranch and the bunkhouse at Clear Spring Ranch. Um, our rates are low um, and the company's fun. And, <laughs> and you have a good uh, on-farm brewery just down the we road. We do. We love our on-farm brewery right down the road. Um, Out we, in the middle of nowhere? We go there a lot, probably a little too much. Yeah, that's to Piney River. Piney River Brewing Company. Yep, they um, got good beer. They yeah. do have good beer, and, and it's even better at the tap room. It's it's way better um, than in the can. Yes. Yep. Um, I, I mean, it's good in the can. Oh, no, but, I would yeah. agree. Well, yeah. I went there. I bought my last set of Coriani cows I bought from you. We had the one that couldn't fit on the trailer, so I came back for one. <laughs> and that was the only reason... Why? Yeah. Because I wanted to go to the brewery. Yep. yep. I've been wanting to go there. So uh, yeah, I yeah. drug my. Uh, we were there Saturday night and we had a blast. Yeah, we the, ate the pizza. Experience is white, cool. I mean, know, oh, yeah. We, I, we, we were sat outside. There, and, we were yeah. sitting there that, uh, last Saturday after we got done branding and you sit there and you look out and there's cows grazing. Mm-hmm. You can see them yep. from sitting in the inside the barn. Yep. You could see the cows yep. grazing. You know, yep. Yep. it's 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 a great spot. It I, is. It's, it's a good time. Beautiful so. out there, and yep. and we actually got a tour of the brewery from the people that own it, mm-hmm. which, which is cool to hear their story too. Their story's pretty fun. cool. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah it's pretty a, neat. It's a pretty neat story. Yeah. He's a East Coast guy. He's from Philly. He's from Philadelphia. So. Really? Yep. Yeah. And ended so. up in. Bucyrus, right? <laughs> Bucky Russ is what we call it. Bucky Russ, yeah. <laughs> but yes, Bucyrus yeah, is, is a technical. Um, <laughs> um, the so there's name. there's <laughs> that. Um, we love the vineyard over at Mountain View too, so that's fun. We can hook you up with all kinds of fun things to do with the Airbnb. Um, and then, I mean, I, got, I can't go without plugging the South Pole Field Day. Greg Judy's our keynote speaker this year. Yep, um, it's our fifteenth anniversary. Um, of having field days. They're going to have a band and everything yep, this year. We so. have a, a surprise guest, and which I don't know how big of a surprise it is, but the the entertainment will be good. Um, <laughs> it's not Teddy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. um, at least I don't think. I don't I don't think he's going to bring his guitar, but he might. Who knows? Who knows? You never know um, about Teddy. <laughs> and then, uh, um, so Greg Judy is our keynote, and the animals in the sale, um, our field day team just did an outstanding job of picking animals this year. Good. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, it's going to be well worth the 15th anniversary. So um, all the details on that are on southpole.com. Sign up sheets there. Um, I think you're going to join us, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Planning um, on it. Yep. So, um, but there's that. And like I said, just come on down. I mean, the ranch is fun. Um, we have a website under clearspringranch.com. Um, if you're on social media, my hashtags are clearspringranch and Missouri Ranch. Um, that's, we're on Instagram as the farmhouse at CSR. 
Yep. I'm going to have to have you text me all those so I can I make will. sure I get them all right. <laughs> I will. I will. So, um, oh, and our TikTok channel is wide open crazy. We had a viral owl video. Really? Yeah. We had an owl get trapped in a barbed wire fence and we put it up on there and that thing just exploded. We've got TikTok people like crazy. Um, yeah, so, um, well, I'll have to, I don't even know yeah, what my we were, TikTok name is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm yeah. not on TikTok. Yeah. It was pretty so, cool. It was we, pretty cool. We actually, it got, we had that gaucho wire and it got a yep. wing caught in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. We rescued it and then we sent it off and got it rehabbed and they brought it back. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so released it. On the last place. time I looked, it was like, it's over a hundred thousand views. Oh, it's really? Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of nuts. <laughs> and it um, is. It's pretty yeah. cool because I'm talking to this bird and all yeah. this stuff. So yeah. it's yeah. pretty cool. It really um, is. Yeah, that was wild because the bird was caught right, and it's got uh-huh. its wing hanging up in there. And yeah. Bob comes at it with welding his, gloves with his on. welding gloves yeah. on, <laughs> and that bird, you know, snaps at him. It just goes at him, and I'm thinking. That's it. He's going to lose his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is it for Bob. And yeah, so Bob looks at that bird and he goes, hey. I'm here to help. I'm here to help you. And that bird just went, whoosh, huh. chilled out. He untangled it. Had to take his knife to cut it out. Um, but yeah, it was it was yeah, crazy. It was crazy. I, yeah. I, to, I just told it I'm, I'm here to help you. And it just relaxed. Yep. Huh. It was nuts. Is that so, weird? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was the strangest thing. It just, so, it just quit. Uh-huh. But of course, super you couldn't fun. go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> kind of trapped. Um, still could have clawed the death out of you. But um, so yeah, I'll get you all those links and and stuff like that. And and if anybody ever wants to come stay, just let us know that you heard this podcast, and we'll yeah. make your stay extra special. Cool, special. Well, I appreciate so, you guys' time. It's yeah, been fun. It has yeah. been I've enjoyed fun. Enjoyed it. It's it's been fun. So, so all right. Well, till next time, we'll talk at you guys later. <laughs>